trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 554. I think. I'm Adam, and whatever. And here's Debbie Melrose. Ah, time's gone wobbly. I hate it when it does that. <laughs> and, um, rather bizarrely, Kirby Bartlett Sloan. This is a kindness. Oh, that would be a good one. Why didn't I think this of that one? This is a kindness. Oh, hang on, my yeah. volume's up. Um, Yes, yeah, so this week we've, we haven't got anybody on the show apart from a couple of people. Uh, ben might turn up well, later later on. You never know. If I could gone for the amount of time that it takes me to drive to the theatre. I'd rather you didn't. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> oh, you could do. No, you say come on the phone while you're driving to the theatre. What? Hello? Is that, did you say you wanna, you're going to come on the phone while you're driving to the theatre? Yeah, I'm not going to. Your uh, wife might not like that. Oh, I thought actually, I, I was I was scoffing at it, but it actually turned out to be quite a good idea. I've I've done stuff like that before, Kirby. I've I've recorded at least twice. Oh, no. well, I suppose we'd better get on. Let's see if anybody's saying anything on the live feed. Uh, Neil James, good evening. Good evening, Neil. Good evening. Anybody watching? Yes, we have one viewer. <laughs> All well, right, well worth doing it then, isn't it? One is better than none. Got more people on the show presenting it than they're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> How many people actually download it? Oh, no, oh the downloads are an old thing of the past. Nobody. Right then. Right. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, oh, here. This is uh, uh, the girl who waited. So, on the TARDIS, the Doctor's still wearing his, his sexy long coat. It's not his nice, sexy purple long coat, but he's he's getting that way. And um, yeah, they're, I think they're heading to for somewhere that you would call a bit of leisure. They're trying to teach her to pronounce it, apolipatia. Yeah, it, it sounds like a skin condition. Apalopecia, yeah. Anyway, they they arrive not quite where they ex- what they expected to see. They arrive in a sort of very very clean white species speci- yeah. sort of environment, uh, and there's a door. Well, it looks like a lift door. Master, uh, a lift master, is an master, elevator, master. Kirby. Master, 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 master. It reminds me of uh, that one where the second Doctor ends up uh, with the in the fairy tale, the story thing. I forget yeah. the name of it. Mind robber. Um, remember, there's a, a, a white section. No, yes, yes. But when you up. said that the one with, I thought you were talking about friends. I thought, God, he really has lost the plot. Um, yeah, so the Doctor and Rory, uh, uh, I think maybe decides to go back in the TARDIS to get some different clothes. Uh, while no. Amy and Rory uh, press... Uh, pardon? Master, master, what? master. Oh, that... <laughs> She she goes back in the TARDIS to get her uh, cell phone so she can put it on Twitter. The pictures. No, no, no. She doesn't. She wants to take pictures. He jokes that she wants to put it on Twitter, and she's like, "But you said, you know, soaring spires, beautiful sunset. I'm getting my phone." So she goes to get it because he, yeah. he's, he's quite derogatory about the Twitter idea. I just finished watching it with uh, Fred, so. Oh, so you know more than I do. Even though I'm not going to be on the show. <laughs> Terry Marr says, you are wrong, there are two people. Sorry, you were wrong, there are two people listening. Hello. So, um, uh, how do you know Neil's still listening then, Terry? Because ah. it probably now says two. Probably now says it, two above the... Yeah. What, no, it says one. one. It says one with two comments. 
We've got more comments and viewers now. Uh, yeah, so the Doctor and uh, Rory press the anchor button and go into this room where there's a table and a sort of big magnifying glass thingy. Uh, while Amy comes out the TARDIS and presses the wavy red button. And, of course, when As she goes in... Oh, it's not waves, actually. It's just a red button Which with three... Which one would you four. have gone for? I wouldn't really pay, pay much attention, really. I, was, I would say, excuse me, guys, which button did you press? Yeah, actually. Or most people say to go for green, because green means go, doesn't it? Maybe, not but I still probably... I'm outside, they're, they're shut in, and there's two buttons, and I would say, guys, which one do you get pressed to get in? Yeah. Before pressing the button. Guys, guys. Oh, I don't know, I can't remember. Press- in that case, they would say, oh, gosh, you press the red one and then... then yeah. I, I, I'm out of here. It's a, it's an excellent story. <laughs> Bye. See you next time. Have a real a lot of fun. Have a really good time. Oh, Bye. me. <laughs> Bye, Kirby. All right. Where to get up? Oh, yeah. So, meanwhile, inside this little um, room, there's a thingy and Amy's got into, gone into one and they realise that this sort of magnifying glass thing uh, uh, shows a view onto what the Doctor very quickly assesses as a slightly different timeline which is running a bit faster and then this robot comes in who um, yeah and uh, uh, some, some scary thing happens where the robot threatens to um, do something to them and uh, oh yeah and then there's some odd gas because um is it because oh yeah because the ro- the doctor uh, sorry the robot is going to um eliminate them because they've got bacteria on them and yes. um, it yeah. sees with its hand speak to the hand remember there was a thing about speak to hand back in the day talk to the hand the, yeah. the or was it talk to the hand or something like that i can't remember talk anyway so that, yeah. the, the, when, you, when you see the doctor and rory with their coats and jackets up to their mouths it does rather mind you of the the uh, the, the onset of covid um <laughs> anybody no, uh, does need to me, it reminds me of the bit in Red Dwarf uh, quarantine episode where they're rubbing off the board that says that it's dangerous where they're going into. And then they put their coats over their mouth and do, until Crichton assesses it as clean. <laughs> and, then and we're going to live. Auntie Butcher stuff. says, you are wrong. There are three people listening, Terry Miles. Well, actually, two, because Neil James hasn't piped up to say he's still listening. So we're gonna, oh, I'm going to go you. with two. You, there's more. Yeah, there's only two of us. There's right only now. two watching. So we've equalised. We've got an equal um, two people <laughs> on the show and two people watching, listening, whatever. Um, yeah, so the, <laughs> the doctor's a bit worried that this robot thing is going to kill them because uh, they got germs. Amy has suddenly been in the other environment for a couple of weeks or is it a week or something it's like that? It's just a week, yeah. yeah. It's a week. Um, so the Doctor... Um, well, well, exactly think... solving it all with the, the fact that, have you eaten? You know, when did you eat? Have you eaten? You've been a week in there. I'm not hungry. Yeah, so the the, the, yeah it's weird, isn't it? But it's, it's covered by that line quite nicely. Um, so Amy goes on walkabout to sort of look at this incredibly empty environment and then this light shines of it looks like a heavenly you know light shines on the and the voice of Imelda Staunton uh, beams down from a almost like a heaven uh and she's sort of checking girl isn't it pardon is it the interface yeah that's it yeah yeah and then um very soon after that she gets set upon by a load of robots who want to sort of 
the hand will sort of uh, deliver anaesthetic, knock them out, and then they just kill them uh, to get rid of the germs. So the doc- uh, sorry, Amy then sort of eventually hides herself in this sort of cage thing, which uh, makes her undetectable to the robots temporarily. And meanwhile, the Doctor and Rory... Oh, the Doctor finds these glasses that allows the, the wearer to see what's happening on in, in the, the slightly different time. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great way of seeing what's been happening and what's been going on. I quite like that as a as a piece of kit. And it was um, obviously based on the uh, the Tenth Doctor's glasses. Yes. Um, and off they go into into the into twelves as well. You know, it's and the doctor couldn't the go. Rory had to go. The doctor couldn't go because it would kill him dead, no regenerations, or something like that. Yeah, because the planet that the medicine is based on, and it's a day plague, and mm. it's for people that have two hearts. You know, binary system, whatever they call it, cardiovascular system. And he, uh, yeah, he he they explain it quite quite nicely. Yes, he, but doesn't he doesn't he actually come out? at some point or am i i I will find that in a minute won't we as you go through i'll remember (laughs) no it's just funny when when rory goes out and they're looking around there's obviously um the venus statue which obviously is a bit weeping angelly and then a a, a picture of the mona lisa and stuff like that meanwhile amy's sort of still she finds a way back or into this room where there's a few portals um and um, a little table where you press the uh, button and you, it takes you into uh, initially a beautiful garden. Yeah. And uh, so she's able to go into these little portals. But then she gets set upon by another robot, which she disables. Uh, and then some more robots. So she ends up sort of going through various this different um, is a kindness. portals. It is a kindness. I'm telling you this. Uh, eventually she writes on one of the doors... To the doctor i'm waiting and we're in lipstick yep and uh, that's the temporal engine room because she realizes she can hide there so rory ends up in one of these white rooms being watched by the doctor via the glasses and um he's just it's about to inter- get done it's in. an interesting take that he's basically just stuck and Who? someone else is doing the running oh what the doctor or rory well you know no, no the doctor's stuck oh yeah someone yeah. else that's doing the running for him and um yeah so uh, rory's um he's sort of just about to get killed by this robot and then this robot a sword goes through the head of the robot and then it's old amy saving him mm-hmm. and um yeah that's quite good some good acting by uh um uh, what's her name again oh karen gillen isn't it and um yeah she's been there for 35 years does she say something like that and I she's am- not very happy with the doctor I don't few... know. I think it is. Yeah, she's not very happy with the doctor. I've actually gone. I've gone into the scripts to see if it is. Though. She's sort of um, years. thirty-six so... years. Yes, I'm the old lead, right? I think. Um, so yeah, so she's all right with Rory to a degree, but she she really hates the doctor and very soon realizes that the doctor is watching through the glasses, and um, she's got her own little robot, which uh, I think she called Rory. Uh, and drew a little funny face on it, which is actually quite creepy at the same time, and taking the hands off it as well for obvious reasons. Um, so, and then the rest of the episode is um, Rory sort of falling in love with old Amy 
Oh, um, yeah. No, he's already in love with her. No, no, but, but it doesn't make a difference the fact she's old. Uh, and, and old Amy realising that she um, doesn't want anything about dying for the sake of bringing young Amy back. But uh, Yeah, and the doctor convinces her that there's a way to do it. Yes. And Amy's she's not in... I'm going to save you. Yes. Yes, anyway, old Amy's very cross with the doctor. And then after the, with this, um, them getting to know each other for a bit and, uh, and uh, Rory being extremely annoyed with the Doctor uh, because obviously it's his fault that uh, all this has happened. It's not really. It's Amy's fault for going back and getting a phone and pressing the wrong button. But, um, oh, hang on. The thingy stopped. My players decided to completely freeze. I wonder if that's because it saved the audio <laughs> file from last week. Where did you get to? Uh, I, I got to the bit where... Um, the Rory robot gives Rory something, but it's uh, it's not moving on to the next frame at all. It's just completely stopped. How weird. Oh, it's moving now. Sorry. Um, and then um, out of the blue, they... they because um, there's a scene in which um, they're looking through the sort of magnifying glass thing. Old Amy sees new Amy and vice well, they versa. At, they just have a bit of a bitch about Rory, don't they? Yeah. Do you remember when he got that ridiculous haircut? <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm just moving on a bit. Oh, sorry, it's just um, a long conversation. I didn't realise how long that conversation was between Amy and Amy. It's terrific. She's just acting against herself, and it's just really poignant. And the what-ifs in this story are quite quite interesting to explore. Mm. And also, you know, you could have quite a few, well, not quite a few adventures, but a few adventures with um, other people arriving at two streams. True. But anyway, Rory's quite keen to persuade old Amy that young Amy needs to have a chance to live her life properly. But it's not going to be her uh, Amy when she grows up. That's yeah, the but, thing. Yeah. yeah. She will cease to exist who but she is. Long term, I'm going to go through, there's quite a lot of sort of... Um, turn and fro and stuff like that long term um they get into a situation where the only thing that can happen is um one of them has to be sacrificed for the other and old amy sacrifices herself to allow young amy to get back into the tardis and live etc etc it's quite a nice bit where where basically rory says can two amys live together and the doctor mm. says something it's your ma- yeah, wedding the, or your marriage. Yeah, it's your marriage. The, the sort yeah. of, I think there's a point in which the doctor shuts one of them out. And, he shuts old Amy out. Yeah, and um, after sort of tricking them a little bit, and uh, yeah, and then there's a scene of, of, of old Amy swinging a sword around, killing robots, and then young Amy gets knocked out, and <laughs> Rory pushes Mona Lisa over the head of one of the robots just for, <laughs> just for old time's sake. Uh, and then she, he picks up unconscious young Amy with old sort of Amy looking sort of a bit shocked and sad. Well, uh, and then she makes a run for it. The doctor shuts her out. And then uh, the doctor sort of tells Rory that uh, basically what the situation is. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a sad scene in which Rory's pressed up against the door of the TARDIS talking to old Amy, vice versa. And uh, locks the door and... Off they go, and yeah. What's <laughs> You're just clicking your way through. I was hearing. Well, I know, I, I know what happened. I did watch it. <laughs> unless, you want, unless you want to uh, add anything else, and of course, there's a scene where old Amy says, "Show me home," and uh, 
there's the the earth obviously in a holographic format and then she gets zapped by one of the robots i would be surprised that the robots would have detected bacteria on her because she would have been there so long would have thought that she'd done all the bacteria would be gone the last line as well Mm. is amy going where is she yeah expecting that old amy had the right and absolute right to be there well that's how long a, a um you know a synopsis type thing should last listeners um really because that's basically <laughs> what it is. and like kirby alluded to uh, it's a fab episode um yes it's it, it's a fairly it's not a lot of complicated things going on so that's why i was able to speed through the synopsis you know it's, there's a lot of dialogue and uh you know scenes well, within when, the characters when you break it down into, into yeah. the scenes that it was one-on-one scenes basically <laughs> um and it's a great story and uh, something different it's something that hasn't really been done in doctor who before or since uh, that that's what makes it a, a good standalone episode and i think uh, makes it quite popular with the fans and of course karen gillen has given the opportunity to shine in it because it's really her this is her, this is about her this is all her this yeah one. and it's also um it's karen gillen's sort of you know her her episode it's the, the one episode which is all her performing in and stuff like that and uh yeah it's uh it's a it's a very good story a very good episode and i i really like it i also like i, said, I do like the, the occasional science fiction modern science fiction story that has nice clean whiteness in it which is something that we had a lot <laughs> very, of in the very 70s. reminiscent of the old tardis this sets actually yeah, and apparently the new tardis but we'll, we'll oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's apparently, quite apparently. <laughs> um more spacey than organic this time by the yes. looks of it but anyway i i think uh it's difficult to to elaborate on the fact that I really like this episode. It's uh, it's nice in some ways where where you um, don't aren't watching these over and over again in, in, quite close together because you really get a chance to appreciate them a, a, in some ways a second time round. And it's quite interesting that all the episodes that Kirby remembered as being rubbish weren't yeah. and then this yeah. one that he remembered being good was good so that rather implies that most of the series well, he, is actually he already quite said good. to us before he left um that he absolutely loved this one so mm. there you go it does imply that this is yeah but a lot of people still class this as the golden age mm, i think they, they were calling Doctor this who. a lot of people class this as a bit where things started to go off a bit this so far very, not for yeah, me i mean i think go, I, I, yeah. I think it works better you know, seeing this particular series, because it was broken two halves, wasn't it? But seeing it as a continuous series, it does feel better in some ways. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, as I say, it's, uh, it's difficult to elaborate. And I'll not just say the words, this is really good. Um, what about you, Deb? Well, I'll say it as well. This is really good. I enjoy the music. I enjoy the pace of it. I, I, or rather, the double pace of it. You know, the different timelines is, is explored neatly and quite simply and i like that because this is one that um ida followed from the word go didn't ask many questions just followed it understood it got it and obviously she's still technically target audience for doctor who really isn't she so the fact that i'm watching it with someone who is enjoying it for the first time because she doesn't remember i don't think she watched most of um matt smith's era with me neither did tom actually it was mm. it was about as you say it's about this time that tom stopped watching it with me and i just was carrying on on my own um but i i like again the the clean lines i like watching it again it's been so long since i've watched this but i remembered it as 
a very thought-provoking episode and it, it is it it's great i mean I, I I want to pursue some of the fan fiction on this because it really was quite inspiring to, to maybe knock out a chapter or something of something similar t- to me. You know, it's quite mm. an inspirational um, little thing. It's not my favourite episode of Doctor Who by a long chalk, but it's absolutely great as a standalone little vignette in the Doctor Who um, Doctor Who stories. And yeah, Karen Gillan is amazing. And uh, you know, Arthur, um, what's his surname? Is it Garville? Garville. I can never remember his last name. Guy Gar- plays Rory. Garville. Um, he he's he's fantastic in this. The way he he is with older Amy, sort of still absolutely. Oh my God, that's Amy. Oh, I adore Amy, and look how she what she's turned into, and that that's really sweet as well. And the Doctor's frustration throughout is just it's just, again. I, I mean, we're just gambling on about how good it is as a good episode. But again, it's a combination of everything, the music, the costumes. The only real thing that sort of didn't really make it for me was the, the robots with the the talk to the hand thing. It just seemed a little bit too simplistic. But then when she's turned one into Rory, that's just hilarious. It's like, you know, her own Wilson. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a really good episode. There you go. I'll stop. I'm waffling. Are you waffling? I'm waffling, yeah. It means I like it if I'm waffling. Right, marvellous. So, um, see, I've got the wrong window open here. What's that saying? Oh, Branimore. Sorry, I'm late. Yeah, I right pressed the wrong button and ended up stuck in another time stream. And it's time to move on to Kirby's um, feedback section, which um, I need to open the window up for. I suppose you're going to have to deliver it otherwise, because I've got other stuff to do behind the scenes, Deb. So we're going to have to use your dulcet tones to well, cover okay. up He's, my um, other He jobs. posted uh, a day ago. And, uh, you know, about it, give us your feedback. So I'll do what he does and go, hang on, I'm just looking up. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> but I already have it up, so there you oh, go. That's what she said. All comments. I've got Andy Nanny going, I am Iron Man in the gift. Lillian, lovely Lillian's legs, picture of them with Where? two eggs. OMG, it's a long time since I've watched this episode. That's one of the best episodes ever. Five hearts. Oh, Amy, both of them, broken heart. And Lillian's legs, lovely Lillian. Well, and Kirby Butler's Oh, yes, so they are. Lillian Robin, don't forget Paul Rory. Billy Catbright. This episode resonates with me immensely. I get that it was first released in 2011, but I first saw it in 2012. Sorry for the DNM, but 2012 was a difficult and lonely time for me. I found great comfort in this episode. Oh. And I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to do a Yorkshire accent. I am from Yorkshire. You should be able to do it then quite easily. Oh, Oh, God. I'll do it again then. This episode resonates with me immensely. Sound like my dad now. Keep going. Neil James, the girl who waited. Great episode for Pond fans. Karen Gillan's performance as older Amy is absolutely excellent. And the makeup is wonderful. Rory and the Doctor work well as a duo together, but the robots are very boring. It's a decent enough story. Three stars out of five. And Brandon Moore, I Give You Doors, The Girl Who Waited by Tom McRae. This is an interesting one. Karen Gillan is hot. (laughs) Every single week. (laughs) Every week. She is outstanding in this, although I can't help but see the older Amy as Nebula. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Mm. Nebula challenges older channels older Amy, doesn't she? Mm. The timeline splintering never quite makes sense to me, but this does isn't really a story where the plot matters. This is one is all about character. The design is nice and the handbots are fun. 
I like the big magnifying glass and I like the way the Doctor is confined to the TARDIS for once. Unfortunately, I do think the story suffers from the ending being way too obvious from the outset. And I think it suffers on repeated viewing. I would have to give this one a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. Next time, The Haunt of Nyman. Kirby Bartlestone, author, did the Nyman be praised as a gift? And then we've got Ian Kirk's script. That is. I won't ruin that for you. Hang on. Is that all Kirby wrote? Yes. We did command him last week to do a proper write-up, where he's allegedly not going to be on the show this week. That's all Kirby wrote, as I can see. I'm looking in down the page. No, the only thing he's posted other than that was that it must be Thursday. Do you know what? I've just made a right boo-boo. Oh, no, you didn't press stop again. No, I just put I'm right, I'm put right on the blurb for last week's show and put down mm-hmm. the girl who waited when it was actually night Well, terrorist. that's because we're talking about that one. I know, that would have been embarrassing. I want to wait and do that after the, we're talking about this no, one. No, I want to try it. I've never, ever published one show after <laughs> we've recorded the next. Live publishing of one episode. <laughs> um, anyway, so is that all you've got up to? Oh, my God. That, that's it. That's all we got. Oh, uh, right, hang on. I'll find Andy Nunny's blur, um, audio, and then that should give me enough time to finish sending the show. That'd be a good idea, wouldn't it, Deb? I suppose so. All right, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, good evening, Sweeney Megabytes. Andy Nunny here. It's uh, six o'clock on Sunday evening. Just about to go and jump the bath. <sighs> just thinking 12 o'clock time, I'll be getting up to go to work. Depressing thoughts, isn't it? Anyway, I did my own yesterday and I watched really Girl Who Waited and thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I do wonder, this must probably be one of the smallest casts ever. I know there's the Keith Capaldi solo. I think there's possibly one of them person in towards the end, so that's two. But really, there's only only a cast of three because there was the checkout girl who was a not really an entity, you know, it was more of an entity. And the, uh, the various the hand bots, I think we called them in the end. Um, but uh, yeah. I think it's um, certainly the smallest since, um, oh, for goodness sake, Edge of Destruction. I couldn't think of what name of it, though. Anyway, I thought it was a rather good story because this is really more about the Doctor and it's people understanding what's it, how he, has, he deals with people. You know, he just treats people not quite like playthings, but uh, he doesn't always consider them properly and doesn't always you know, realise that they have their own feelings, have their own motivations. You know, when the, when Rory actually says to him, you're turning me into you, and both he and uh, Amy both, you know, seem to turn into hater of the Doctor, and by the end this is gone, um, it's, it's quite interesting, because uh, the Doctor, you know, he's an alien. He doesn't understand human emotions properly. Is he? And that's what really comes through here. <laughs> now, with the, the two Amys, I think there's a few plot holes there. I mean, he said, oh, you know, I can't bring both Amys back. Well, they coexisted together. I'm trying to think, did he actually touch... Because if they did, what happened to the Blinovich limitation theory? Oh, you know, the two players uh, when they <laughs> met, and look what happened there. So how come this didn't happen? And also, at what point in time would this, the older aliens have ceased to exist? You know, as they as she seemed to be saying that uh, you know, 36 years of her life would, would would vanish. At what point in time would that happen? And you know, with, um, yeah, because the, the bits like that make no sense and. I just wonder though, why didn't she try to get the planet? I mean, she thought she was quite clever, and she really, you know, worked herself up, got us, you know, built herself a little uh, uh, bolt hole in there. I like the robot called Rory. Um, <laughs> it looked rather sad when the real Rory turned up. I think, you know, interesting that did the real, did the robot Rory understand what was going on there? And the old oh, disarming bit that was that was quite funny. That was yes. But um, this is a, this is showing Amy to be certainly a lot cleverer than perhaps um, everyone took account of. Yeah, she, she certainly clever, you know, managed to work she, out all these things. But, uh, 
why didn't you work out to get yourself off the planet then? That's, that's one thing that uh, did, did pop come home to me. But I think it shows us very much a fearsome character um, in the fact, you know, she was able to stand up and fight for herself. And at the end, though, just accepting it could not be, you know, when she saw Rory looking at, you know, do you want to call the real Amy in a way? But realising, you know, yes, that, that's how much she loved her and how, you know, she couldn't. I think she realised herself that uh, she couldn't go with the Doctor. You know, she knew enough about that. But all in all, I think uh, very strong, you know, very strong performances by the three characters because, you know, they had to drive it for themselves, given the fact there was really was nobody else with them. Um, and also the Doctor, in a way, was it was in the backfield because it was more about Amy and Rory and how they were working through and how they brought the relationship together. So that point of view, yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And today's tip, make sure the board you get is good and stable and level, because that way you make sure that you get everything done properly. And you also don't run the risk of dropping the hot iron into your lap. Until next time, then, be seeing you. Oh, thank you, young, <laughs> right, young nunny. I've got Robert's feedback Oh, here please, well. yes, thank you. Yeah. That will allow me to line up the next piece. Because okay, I haven't got my, my, my jingles folder over. I'm just trying to close down. Um, oh, hear that blimpy noise. It's me trying to yeah, close audition that? down. Oh. Very annoying. Right, carry on. Okay, this is from Robert. My belated review of Night Terrors. What should be a good episode isn't. I didn't really enjoy it this time round. <laughs> Don't know how it ended. Not, not as good as it should have been. <laughs> and the girl who waited. <laughs> Despite wanting to hate it, I didn't. It manipulated me once again into feeling emotion. The makeup for old Amy was done well, though one thing they can never get right is the eyes. Eyes will always give away your age. There's a movie with Michael Caine and Demi Moore where Demi's character is shown as an old woman. The makeup is good, but her eyes pull the illusion. Mm. Unless you wear full contact lenses or use CGI to age the eyes, it's just a dead giveaway of someone's age. I really felt for old Amy, too. A simple little story done well. Uh, Marvellous. Um, I'm still trying to find my uh, priority jingles folder. Bear with. It's on the left. Ben. Hello. I've done down a bit. We were just, we're going rather well tonight because Kirby's not on. Uh, so. <laughs> Master. Yeah. Oh, no, no, don't go down that road. <laughs> just ignore him. <laughs> um, yes, and so we're talking about a, a rather marvellous episode called The Girl Who Waited. Um, just a reminder for you, it's, it's where Amy sort of got left. Yeah, on I, remember. Oh, you remember it, yeah. I remember. I remember. I remember. We like yeah. it. We uh, love it. Uh, what? See, what did I you never, think, Ben? <laughs> I never fell for it, Deb. I never fell for it. Fair enough. Um, it's kind of like, it seems to me that we were told this episode was going to be good, and so we all had to believe it. Oh, had to be good. We didn't know what it was going to be like uh, until we watched it. No, no, I, no I, I seem to remember that there was quite a lot of, oh, this is the episode of, of Doctor Who. Oh, this is the one. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, it's, it's all right. I, I, no, I that's think... more like it. Now, that was always a good recommendation, and I feel that is probably what you said last time we reviewed yeah, it. Yeah, but all right isn't good, is it? I mean, we were having a conversation yesterday. For you, it is. Uh, about um, <laughs> what was better, good or decent. Um, I don't know. Well, that's, the trouble is decent is a slang for being really, really good. But yeah. if you use it properly, it isn't as good. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's exactly the conclusion <laughs> okay. well, I, what I'm going to do, I'm going to settle for uh, all right of your department, which is usually better right. than some it's of the it's where we were stuff. at, it's, it's good it's it's right. I'd say no great shakes okay um, and I mean, what was I going to say, oh yes um, we were in the middle of feedback, so we're just going to play this
20 Megabyte Podcast is Ian Kirk. That's Ian Kirk, everyone. Hi, Ian. The Girl Who Waited by Tom McRae. Amy has met herself before. She met young Amelia, and she met herself when the TARDIS materialised inside the TARDIS. <laughs> the first time Amelia met the Doctor, she had to age 12 years before he turned up again. This was 2011, and they had a world wiped out by a pandemic. Ah, very good. The Doctor warns Amy about the handbots, but in the end he abandons her older self to them when he finds out he cannot have two Amys in the TARDIS. Travelling with the Doctor, there is a danger of dying. <laughs> then there is the danger of living 36 years on your own, and then dying. Well, it wasn't quite on her own. She had oh, robots. mine, they killed Amy. A robot. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> Thank you, um, um, uh, Ian. The legend that is Ian. That's his full name. Uh, occasionally we do contractually have to say his full name. Okay, well, that's, that's more on the live stream. There's some more on the live stream. Did we get anything anything else from Robert or anything from anybody else who should no, have provided some because they couldn't be bothered to be on the but show Brandon this week? Moore says, sorry, I'm late. I pressed the wrong button and Excuse ended up stuck in the other time stream. Debbie, Debbie that's hmm? my, the live feed's my bit. I thought that was what you normally gave Mary and then I look no, after she did, Nobody has the live feed bits apart from me. Oh. Unless I'm busy trying to publish last week's show. Which is what um, you were doing. I've done it now. What's up? You should, <laughs> those should be rules, Debbie, unless the rules change unexpectedly and you're not told about them. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Those okay, are the yeah, rules. The rules, the rules. Okay. Oh, that dog snoring again. Bloody hell. Right. No, that's my so, fan, Mom. But there, he also wants to know why Look. can he see canine's bottom? Hey, canine's bottom? Right. I'm going to have to look at the picture and see what he's on about. That's not canine's bottom. It's canine's bottom. That's because <laughs> oh, that, so, that makes me really sad. That canine in the background because that's the one that John Leeson wrote a very nice personalised stuff to me, and the, the pen's gone on it. So all the permanent marker yeah, wasn't permanent. so bloody permanent. <laughs> it's like you in that picture from Michael Jaston. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although I've got a massive pile of those pictures signed by him, not personalised, but all those. And uh, Joseph Milson too. Still here in a folder. Right then, young shoveler. Um, I think we should. Oh yes, yeah, so there's another bit. What, what, is that someone falling over? No, it's just me moving something. Okay. Um, I've taken it upon myself uh, to. Um, I'm glad you're here because it wouldn't work with just Debbie on her own. Uh, to <laughs> do a game of what I invented called oh, um, How Aged Are They? What You Enhanced. It's, that's actually, enhanced but I'm, I'm, I'm doing the opposite to enhancing it because obviously I haven't got the appropriate introduction bits what you created so, well how about we don't play it then because there's not many of how dare you I, I, this is prepping I've never done well I have used to do prepping on the show <laughs> used to. a long time ago but I, I've done it so I'd, I'd be ashamed not to how make the most of it how start though? I, I can find that hold on yeah but that uh, okay go on then. Hold on one sec. It's just in this folder here. What was it called? How, How aged, aged are they? Oh, God, we haven't had this for ages. Have I've we? got a backup tune if you can't find it. Um, Ben's made a song. Ben's yeah. made a song. It's a backup tune. Wow. Can you hear it? No, I can't hear anything apart from you. I'll play the backup tune again. You probably can't hear that, though, can you? I can't, I can't hear anything. I can't hear anything, but I've got a vibration on my phone. 
Right. Terry Miles. Uh, yeah, oh, some then. feedback. Debbie. How did I do this? While, while Ben's what? trying to find the, the uh, thingy, Terry Miles has actually sent some feedback in oh, for you on. to... Uh, uh, to I've now got you playing <coughs> out of that. Alliterate. Is that the right word? For you to alliterate? If it is, I'm going to give myself a ding. Oh, where's my bell? Where is it? Alliterate. Alliterate. No. Alliterate. Alliterate. I like alliterate. That sounds... Doesn't sound you right. Can okay. Send it to me, I will. I've got my messenger open. I'm please. sending it to you. What's the matter with you people? <laughs> Just walk it round. Walk it round, other. There we go. Hang on. You hang have on. it. Here you have we it are. An electronic okay. medium. Uh, while Ben tries to find the the appropriate theme tune for. Um, no, I found it. It's just you can't play for it. For some reason. Hold on. Let me. You should send this to me. I could put it in my priority jingles folder, and then I could play it like oh. this. What, what do I need oh, to do? Working. Well, I need to either put it on well, a different... Shall I carry on? Yes, carry on, yes. Okay. Right, yes. this is the one that Rory finds himself stuck between two Amys. Does Rory Ooh, wish... Lucky, you, lucky Rory! Sorry. We have a planet on lockdown due to COVID-19. Sorry, Chen 7. All the people are placed in different timelines as Chen 7. This is a one-day plague. One day and you're dead. The doctor has taught Amy well as she is able to stay out of the handbox grasp for 38 years. Linda says being stuck in a garden for 38 years is heaven. Amy is an excellent swordswoman taking out any of the handbox that annoy her. There is always a small problem with the doctor's solutions to things. This one is that the Amy's would cause a time paradox if they were both to enter the TARDIS. All in all, a good story. Next week, who brought a minotaur into the hotel? Or is it the God Complex? Stay safe, everybody. Linda and Terry Miles. Is that it? Yeah. Good. Right, I'm gonna, I hope I can get this to work properly. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I've just knocked something. Hang on, I just want to get this Oh, I hope in. it didn't land on the dog. No, the dog's back there by the door. But if that, <laughs> remember that, what, the chair fell down and landed on magic. She's in exactly oh, yeah, the right spot for that to happen. But unfortunately, I have fear that if it landed on her, it would kill her. Uh, she's like a, like a bag of bones. All uh, right, I'm just going to put some... I don't know, I can't remember how I did this last time in regards to... Uh, this, uh, I should play some lift music at this point. How about oh. the gallery music? Oh, we, we want to go. We want to go. Oh, thank you, Ben. Can you hear that? Yeah, yes, I can. Yeah. Oh, that takes is changing it from one computer to another computer via my... <laughs> yeah, you just cut it off. Oh, we're going to go for it proper now, are we? Oh, you want to do it now, do you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Have you got anyone ready, though? <laughs> What do you mean, anyone? What are you on about? How aged are they? Yes, I've got it already. <laughs> oh, God. Well, let's go, go on, then. then. Yes. And now, and live now. from the Indie Rock Disco Radio Studio One, the game show. And I should also point out Farnborough Football Club Radio Studio One as well there. <laughs> oh, nobody's talking about this is how aged are they? How aged are they? Oh, no. How aged are they? How aged are they? That's what the game's about. How aged are they? How aged are they? How aged are they? Get ready to find out. Adam Pearson. <laughs> I wanted it to go. There you go. Like that, actually. Adam Pearson. Right. I'm um, just like to. If Alan T. Butcher is, is listening, viewing, well, don't worry. We're going to do your feedback bang after this. Because I got Terry Miles at the last minute, it rather bamboozled me, and I forgot all about it. But we have got it, and Ben has it, don't you, Ben? Uh, what's that? Alan T. Butcher's feedback. 
Yes, I do. Do you want it yes. now? Then? No, I don't. I'm going to do the how aged are they, them, uh, and then we'll move how on to that. Bit. Yes. And then the feedback. We don't That's have to conform idea. to a particular format because Kirby's not here. Hey, we can freestyle. Yes. Yeah. Right, so uh, we're going to start with Debbie. Right then. Debbie! Oh. Deb. <laughs> right. right, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg played Ooh. the editor in the 2005 story, The Long Game. He was born on the 14th of February. But what year? And how old is he? You don't have to say the year, just how old is he? How old, um, Debbie? He's is Simon. Fi- I think he's 51. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. <laughs> right, and Ben, how old is Simon Pegg? I think he's about my age, which last Saturday changed from 47 to 48, so I'll go 49. Happy birthday. Okay. Thank you yeah, very happy much. Happy birthday, Ben. I forgot to say happy birthday. I feel really bad now. Yeah, and I felt really bad for you for not saying it too. Oh, God. When you get to my age, birthdays become a thing of the past. Hey, but don't worry about it, because you're not the only one that forgot. Oh. Anyway, right then. Uh, so next uh, uh, answer, we, we uh, will we'll go with Ben uh, for the next uh, person, which is Anjali Mohindra, who uh, uh, sorry, Anjali Mohindra, who was born at the twentieth of February, and uh, she played the Rani, or not the Rani, Rani in Sarah Jane Adventures, and also she played a sort of like a spidery queen t- thing in one of uh, the Doctor Who stories containing uh, Wody Jittaker. Um that's uh, an Anjali Mahindra. How old? Uh, ben, Thirty-one. And how old? Um, uh, uh, what's the name? Deb, isn't it? How old, Deb? Is Anjali Mahindra? Uh, Thirty-two. <laughs> God, to say. Well, I'm pretty sure uh-huh. we 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 banished She's these sort a of. She's a youngling. She is a youngin. Uh, yes, we we banished these sort of rules, people. but they might. All right. Well, then I'll go to thirty-three then. Okay. No, I think you've got to go at least fifteen years of. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, uh, we have uh, Sunila Vishta, uh, who was born on the 11th of February. Uh, she played uh, a vampire in the 2010 Doctor Who stories, The Vampires of Venice. And uh, how old Debbie is Sunila? They're all quite young, weren't they? Um, 30? Okay. Ben, how old is Sunila? I'll go 34. Okay, so uh, I'm going to have to do some toting up. We've got a, a little bit of a other thing in relation to on this day, which is the 11th of February, as we record. The Moonbase episode one premiered on BBC One in 1967 at 5.50pm GMT, watched by 8.10 million viewers. Bearing I remember it well. There was only three channels at the time, so there wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the TARDIS lands on the moon in 2070 and Jamie is injured during a spacewalk. The travellers are treated with suspicion, as per usual. It's Doctor Who uh, at the weather control moon base where a plague has struck. That's great. That's a quite good story, that one. And um, the Invasion of Time Part 2 premiered on BBC One in 1978 at 6.24 GMT, watched by 11.4 million viewers. That's a big jump. There we go. So that's on this day in Doctor Who. Um, uh, and we can now move on to a second, uh, next part of the show, Benjamin Shoveler, who will now dictate uh, Ality Butcher's feedback while I work out what the scores are. I will do that after I've had a nice big swig of my Coca-Cola Zero. I've got Dr. Pepper. Ah, That's good. (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get a crate of uh, Coca-Cola Zero sugar. Yeah, because um, they're now. listening and thinking, wow, if we give Ben a crate of that, he'll re- sell it for them. <laughs> Hold on, I'll do it again for them. <clears throat> That's good. <laughs> That's their new slogan. Uh, Amy insists on a probe or old people are grumpy and bitter. Dear 20 megabytes, the girl who waited is, of course, a closely studied contemplation of the concept of choice. (laughs) There is exposition of the stages between simple and apparently minimal choices and the profound and intensely complex choices that may develop in consequence. The context of a deep and consequential human relationship is used to illustrate and deconstruct the dilemmas and confusion that form a real uh, that form a real part of life events. Breathe, 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 breathe. breathe. I don't need to. I'm an ex-broadcaster. I can talk for literally hours without breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a fish. Ask the what? No. Uh, in in. <laughs> Dirty bugger. <laughs> in uh, no chance. In resolution, the uh, the pain and sometimes inequity of treatment that can be the ramifications of choice foreseen by some and not by others are brought to the foreground. It should be noted that some might say oh, I'll leave it the doctor week. is unfair and dishonest in this story. In fact, Doctor Who is a Debbie. Fantasy science fiction TV show. For a moment there, Close you said were saying Doctor Who was a Debbie. Well, we, we all, Doctor was a, Who was a Debbie. It was a Jodie, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, and he was very good. <laughs> uh, Doctor and as such, uh, to have any credibility, put up a mirror to reality where sometimes there are no good choices. <laughs> General elections, there's one. And the Doctor carries a burden. You might consider Rory here a man of choice in an old Rolls Royce, but in the end, unavoidably, it's a it's a shame <laughs> the way you mess around with my heart. It's a shame the way you whatever. We also learn that white robots are primarily white background always produce a good story sorry in a primarily white background always produce a good story it's just cheap to buy white paint it's that simple all in all the girl who waited is a thought-provoking and difficult storyline which serves to stretch the show and challenge the TARDIS team luckily this TARDIS team is thoroughly up to the job of representing such challenging circumstances if you really want to know what happened there Deb just uh, highlight it my tongue got caught in my horrible denture (laughs) (laughs) tell you what I'll take it out and read the wet rest you won't understand the word of it horrible visual image (laughs) mental image in fact not a visual one (laughs) with essentially no guest cast uncomplicated sets are and by splitting the key characters in various ways during the narrative, this episode must have solved a lot of production problems on their other stories. I can't say F, by the way. <laughs> so, so don't put any F's in. If I'm if I have to read without my teeth in. The substitution of imagination resources 
The substitution of imagination for resources. <laughs> there you go. I can do it again now. Is a core feature. Oh, there's a double F there. Oh, I couldn't have done that one either. That would have come out as the substitution of imagination for resources is a core job shows. But at home comes out of the substitution of imagination for resources as a core feature of the shares, which we should not be surprised to find so well exemplified during this golden age of the program. Mm. The story is perhaps half an hour too short, as who would not want to spend more time with a couple of Amy's at the same time? <laughs> Next up, Doctor Who and the return of the Nimnion. Or obviously, Michael Grade was in the Doctor's room. Those are my thoughts. The Counselor. Um. <laughs> oh, God. Ricky. <laughs> Ricky! Bianca! Ricky! <laughs> Janine! Alan! Frank! And that um, one who had the earrings. Ricky! Pat, Pat, Pat Butcher! Uh, yeah, the one that we Pat have forgot. That is. The Who's one that we have forgot. Not Pat Butcher. Oh, Pat. Pat, calm down, Pat. Pat! 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 Pay. What about the other one, uh, Tiffany? Pay. Or she Mitchell? <laughs> what, Frank? Um, All right. well, we have oh, Pat. Do we bring, do we, I'm do not going to go through the whole list of the history of the butchers on EastEnders. No, but the one we have forgotten that we shouldn't forget, she's lovely, uh, was the one played by Sophie... Um, oh, God, you were the friend of mine for a while. I've forgotten her name now. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should move on. <laughs> he played, played, played Rick Diane Butcher, she played anyway. Sophie Lawrence. Oh, yes, I remember Sophie. Oh, they, I hadn't happy. remembered her until you mentioned her, but yes, I remember her now. Yes. yes. Right, OK. Well, now we can to the next part of the show. Um, I'm pretty sure... What was I going to mention? Something else I was going to talk about. You were going to hey, oh, yes, sponsors. I'm not going to do the, the sponsors in the way that uh, we've done in the past because it's quite important to announce that both of our sponsors, that's uh, Lavazi and Who One, have agreed to renew sponsorship for 2023. So thank oh, you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. We'll continue to push you as hard sponsors, as we can. Thank you, sponsors. You're brilliant. We love you all. And we can now move on to the next part of the show. <laughs> oh, hang on. Hold, on. Hold on, Adam. Can what? I just make a suggestion before no. we move on, move on too far? But I need to make notes. No, no. No. What it is is right. And, and this is just, I don't know, might just be the 20 years of broadcasting in me coming out here. Oh, what you've just done there yeah. is you've said, thank you to the sponsors. They're brilliant. Ah, fantastic. They've re-signed. And then you didn't, didn't mention them. <laughs> I mentioned them in the blooming th- Isabella, did I not say uh, who won and Lavazi? Did I? I oh, for God's sake. Right then. Anyway, so before we move on to the next part of the show, it's the results of, of how aged are they? This is what you've all been waiting for, everybody. Music, are you music. ready? Oh, oh, uh, hold on. Oh, ready. Oh, no, let's Sorry. just have the short one. Where's the short one? Oh, just talk amongst yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, where's the uh, theme? That's all we need. Bung that on there and then go. Start late. How aged are 
they? How aged are they? That's what the game's about. Oh, yeah. How aged are they? How aged are they? How aged are they? Get ready to find out. And here's your host for the second part of How Aged Are They? Adam Patricia Pearson. Stop smiling about that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> right then, so um, the first uh, name up on the thing, uh, who was um, Simon Pegg, uh, apparently he's been in some some ice cream films, um, and he also played some the ice editor. Ice cream film. He was in Space, which is one of the best ice TV shows ever. Films. Yes, I said that. I said that. Listeners to wind up Isabella, who was a who's a, the biggest fan of the, the Cornetto. Is it Cornetto? Yeah. The Cornetto, Cornetto Trilogy. Trio, it's trilogy. wonderful. Yes. She's the biggest fan. That's sort of wind her up. Anyway, Simon Pegg, who, oh, before he did all that stuff, played the editor uh, in The Long Game and also Scotty in Star Trek. And he Aye. was born on the 14th of February, 1970, uh, making him 52. Oh. Debbie said he was 52. Uh, ben said he was 49, so uh, yeah. no points for Debbie. Just uh, isn't there a special noise for somebody that gets it spot on? Um, there is. It goes. Okay, well, we'll go on with you oh, saying. Thank it, you like. for my wee. Yes, okay. <laughs> hey, His name sorry. was Angeli Mahindra, who was born on the 20th February 1990, which makes her 32, and she played <laughs> Rani Chandra and Sarah Jane Adventures and some spider thingy in Doctor yeah. Who. And she is, like I say, 32. Debbie said she was 33. Initially, she said she was 32, but Ben said he was the, the ben rule the year of one. <laughs> but unfortunately, that, that it still doesn't count. And Ben said she was 31. So both either way on that one, point each. And finally, Sunila Vishta, uh, who was born on 11th of February 1978. That makes her 44. Ooh. And she played... Um, oh, God. Yeah, vampire and vampire and vampire. Anyway, and so Debbie said she was 30. Yeah. Ben said she was 34. So, we have a winner. That is Debbie. Debbie said, uh, Debbie was uh, scored 15 points, uh, but Ben scored 14 points and wins. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure that's oh, for the second life. week running. Do you know, you born for this game, Ben. Wow, and I didn't cheat at all this week. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I didn't cheat last week either, Mark. But I, I, I mean, I wasn't here last week, so I could. But wow, I'd just like to thank my um, my mum and dad for letting me be here. Uh, this is the best um, podcast ever, with the yeah. pe- best quiz on the best podcast ever. You're the best crowd uh, who's ever assembled at yeah. any awards show, and I love you all. Thank you very much indeed for my for best female artist. Thank you. Right, we'll be on to the next part of the show, which is What We Watched This Week, uh, starring uh, Isabella Pearson, who's now going to take the seat and tell us in her um, A-level student way. A-level student way, yeah. Isabella Pearson, tell us what you watched this week, because we want to know what you've been looking at on the telly box, on the Instagram, or sometimes even Netflix. I mean, to be honest, most of these films that I watched aren't on, like, any streaming website or anything. It's mostly either in, like, Cineworld or I use my illegal website. The, the podcast does not condone this sort of activity, by the way. Rude. Isabel <laughs> Pearson, tell us what you watched on all of the illegal streams. <laughs> <laughs> and if yeah. you'd like to send me the links, I can watch some. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I've got many websites, so in case well, one not, of them fails. Yes, privately, <laughs> privately. Private. Dig in a hole, dig in a hole, <laughs> <laughs> dig in a hole. Uh, but, yeah, yeah no, no, just, I do just, nothing just illegal. You've been watching and don't tell us how you've been watching. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea, because the thing is, what can happen is people will turn up at your daddy's house and arrest him. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly what have you been watching and what on? Right, I've, I've, I've watched like... <laughs> I've watched quite a few things actually this week. Um, I mean, first off, first thing I watched before because I didn't do last week. I remember I watched Puss in Boots two. I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil it. <laughs> right. I want to see that too desperately. Out of like all like the movies I've watched, that was definitely my favourite. <laughs> like this it was just so good like so unbelievably good it like completely raised my expectations and dreamworks just always just dreamworks smashes it every time like um next was i know a film that you guys probably will not know is when you finish saving the world and that was like a like comedy drama film with of course stranger things finn wolfhard and julianne moore and it was a very interesting concept and it definitely tried to reach more to the younger generation and it was very clear in the elements of it but it was still i'd say quite good actually i i enjoyed it i think maybe because it was aimed for my age um next up well that's all this with me the whale with brendan fraser right i i absolutely i loved this film i I thought you said you didn't like it I never said I didn't like it. I didn't like how... The one thing I didn't like about it, though, was their portrayal of obesity, (laughs) basically. Um, Like, I don't want to give, like, too many, like, spoilers away, but it was the whole concept of... um, If anything, slight inconvenience happened, he just binge ate. There were so many binge-eating scenes, and it kind of fed into the whole stereotype of um obese people are fat because they eat so much like that's kind of the whole idea they don't of the look film. behind why they eat so much yeah yeah um but yeah no i really enjoyed it and bread and fraser was just absolutely incredible and deserves the oscar anyways um the last time i actually watched this film today i watched was a it was a silly little film well not really it's like a horror but anyways it's called sissy and um it wasn't good <laughs> like, it wasn't good but at the same time i couldn't stop watching because it was just so unbelievably ridiculous and as well it was very aimed at like the youth of technology and influencers it's that whole idea of influencers needing to be perfect and it just it was just very weird how they portrayed it um but yeah it just wasn't good (laughs) and lastly i'm gonna finish it off on a series that everyone should be watching right now and that is the last of us the last of us series is absolutely incredible like i it's so much linked to the games and it just, oh, it's just so good. Like, it's so good. Pedro Pascal is incredible. And, yeah, that is what I watched this week. No, thank you, uh, as well. Yeah, I watch yeah, a lot. It's very kind. If you think of anything else, do you? Do you I watch many things. Do pop back down. All right.
Thank you. There we go. See. Thank you, Isabella. Goodbye. Right, so stuff coming through on the live feed before I move on to what I um, have been watching this week is we've got. Good lord. Uh, Terry Mar said I sent it yesterday, and then Alice Butcher No worries. At least if it's kept back, people will stay on listening, so they don't <laughs> miss it. That's it. They're just listening for Alan's bit. Alan, and then he says. 12th February today, unless there's a different time track. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry about that. And but that's because you did the prep yesterday. Yeah, and I, thought, I, must yeah. Have, I did look at the calendar. I maybe looked at the wrong one. But, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's in, in the vicinity of, of the today's date, which, like he says, is the 12th of February. Um, you never know. Someone might be listening to the podcast yesterday. Yes, it's true. Nobody will really know when they listen to it in 10 years' time, will they? Tim Drury says, sorry you waited for this comment, but I'm currently on a train heading home from Who's at the Playhouse 60. That looked really good. He's shared lots of pictures throughout the day. Of that. I see, yeah, I've seen the bits and bobs. Thanks for sharing those pictures, Tim. And yeah. then, oh, bugger. Sorry about that. I pressed the button. Uh, sorry, what did you call him me? I mean, that's funny. <laughs> you bugger. <laughs> and then. I'll, I'll be your Chindori's mentioned too. Um, he says, coming soon, a jingle recorded by Ben. Yes. Um, right, so what I've been who watching this week. Who, who wants a jingle? Hey? Oh, who Ben. Wants a jingle? Um, oh, I think he's referring to um, when we were doing, um, you know, aged the impromptu uh, uh, how aged are they and uh, you managed to salvage the jingle situation. Then. Oh, oh, sorry. I get, I get you now. It was, it's because it was on my main playout PC, which when it gets played back through my mixing desk because of how I need it to broadcast and stuff, actually comes back through a different fader from the one that the audio that you're on comes through. But it means that I can't then play out off that machine, so I had to transfer it to another machine, and that's why it took 38 seconds. And I do apologise for wasting everyone's time. I do appreciate also how now I am wasting more. Of everybody's time, <laughs> still a bloody sight less time if than I Kirby does. It, uh, just not bothering, then everyone would have finished this a whole minute or so earlier. But I'm sorry, my procrastinations has delayed everyone Ooh, a by now a good minute and ten seconds. And I shall now hand back to Adam Pearson without any further delay to continue with what he was about to do before I interrupted him yeah. and procrastinated for such an unbelievably and apologetically long time. Uh, so, Adam, um, over to you. I'm just right about I'm, now. I love being and love being interrupted with words like procrastinate. So I'm surprised I was actually able to say it, let alone be interrupted by. It. Okay, um, you're surprised you could say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just um, opening up Netflix because just to remind me what I may, may or may not have been watching or some well, of the stuff watching, I may Adam. not been watching this week one of the things i've been watching on netflix is meet marry murder there's a new series come out and uh, it's um just so as i can keep you know it gives you ideas of what to look out for if your spouse wants to murder you um so it's a very very good program uh, um or albeit probably slightly depressing but it's still quite good uh 
that's the only thing I've been watching on Netflix. I've been watching, obviously, there's been some football this week. There's been some stuff going on behind the scenes. Uh, um, managers getting fired that should never have been appointed and stuff like that. Um, Manchester City uh, um, looking like they might have to be relegated. And if they don't find them guilty and they're not relegated, I should be quite cross because teams no like Juventus and Rangers. No chance of anything at all ever happening on that, mate. Just no well, chance of it. That would be wrong. I don't, wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I'll be, um, also, um, well, hold on. It's only wrong if they've done something yes, wrong. Yes, if they, if they're found. Guess what I said. If they're found to be, hang on, got a cough coming. <clears throat> if they're found to be guilty <clears throat> of that, then yes, they should be relegated. But like you say, it, it, it's, a, it's got to be proven, isn't it? Absolutely. And happen, you know, and don't forget, they've been charged once by um, UEFA, and they took them uh, to court. That's right. All charges were uh, all charges were thrown out of court. Yeah. And they're the same charges, so they'll be thrown out of court. Nothing will happen from this. It's a big fluff about nothing. Right, so <clears throat> uh, the other things uh, like that Isabella alluded to, went to the cinema uh, on Friday and watched The Whale, which is uh, what I particularly liked about it. It's, it's a very good film, great drama. It's almost like a, a theatre production because the whole film is shot on one set. So they're basically it's um, Charlie's apartment and a little bit of it outside and it's about two hours so the fact that it's not boring um is a testament to the writing to the directing to the acting there's only four actors and really or five a push in the whole production and it you know if you reflect on that how they actually managed to sustain a movie with just that it's incredible um and like she said uh, brendan foster who hasn't done films for ages uh, bounces back uh, with some brilliance and it, it's well worth seeing uh, there are some other films that uh, we've got a, a secret unlimited we don't know what we're watching uh, coming up soon and also the new Ant-Man and the Wasp film uh, which we'll be hopefully watching next week yeah and there's some other great films coming out um, which we're looking to see. And I want to see Titanic in 3D, that, but it's just getting the chance to go up there and find the time to go into the cinema and seeing it. But I'd love to get a chance, one chance, of seeing Titanic in 3D, just to see what the big fuss is about, in it being in 3D. It was on in my house, my mum and dad's what, in 3D? So much. Not in 3D. So, too much, I'm never going to watch it again. Does it? Does, <laughs> does it not sink in 3D or something? Yeah, that's I imagine that some of the underwater scenes look quite good. But anyway, uh, so... Yeah, so I'm looking to hopefully get a chance to see that. Um, what else have we been watching this week? Um, there's a new series of Clarkson's Farm, which we've been waiting ages for. Oh, and, yeah, I uh, haven't got around to that oh, yet. We, we thought, oh, well, let's watch the first episode and end up watching the first three episodes. The only reason we didn't continue to the fourth is because Deb fell asleep, because what I did, I turned the fire on. And if you turn the fire on... Deb falls asleep and she did. She, she's not feeling particularly well at the moment, uh, but she only missed the last five minutes of the episode. There, I told her to rewatch it. Um, it's surely that's something you don't want to rush through, though. No, but that's it's so be a, good. That's got to be a one episode at a time thing. Otherwise, it, it's just been and gone, and it's just I wasted. Know, I it's do so agree. Good. But it is so I good. Think, and, I think you guys are watching something different to what I did, but I don't get on with Clarkson as a presenter I, it's oh, not I just about it. him though it's he's good but it's all about the people he works with that are in the episode I it's just an ensemble <laughs> of normal people which is fab i absolutely love it uh so, so do i it's brilliant yeah gotta watch the second series it's really good uh so far anyway and uh, the next uh, thing we uh, we went back to watching was um richard hammond's car building program on on discovery oh Club. that's really good as well yes yeah. uh, so i've w- watched the first couple of episodes of series two of that so um what else we've we been watching 
Uh, just the usual stuff, really. Um, Apprentice, which I love. Uh, you either love it. It's been Marmite, isn't it? But uh, I love Bob it. Um, what else have we been watching? Uh, oh, yes, and of course, Death in Paradise. The usual you know, stuff. we're spending longer on this bit than we are on reviewing the actual Doctor Who. I episode. don't care. Yeah, but there's a, re- there's a reason for that, Deb, because it's what we're talking about now. It's probably better than. <laughs> yeah, and it's new. Um, yeah, Death in Paradise and uh, The Masked Singer. Um, so that's about it, really, unless I think of something else. Uh, they think I'll, I'll potato to... oh. is David Tennant, don't they? Jacket potato in the mask. Yeah, system. no, no, jacket potato has been revealed. We were talking oh, about okay. the Phoenix. Oh, okay. Jacket well. potato was was the the guitarist from a band called Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah, Bon Jovi. Yeah. Richie Sambora. That's yeah. the one. And uh, the other one was, was the other... Oh, no spoilers. Richie Sambora was on yeah, the one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Jacket potato. The mask potato. Yeah. yeah. And um, some woman from Glee was uh, the jellyfish. Uh, yeah. She was. What I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah, it's a good show. Uh, very easy, it's very really simple. Not. But very good. It really is. Um, it really and of course, the Brits who watched the Brits yesterday. Um, oh, you're joking. Um, Did nobody watch the Only, only I may add, because there was bugger all else on. Um, the, the rugby was good. The what? Rugby yesterday was top notch. Oh, I, don't, oh, I didn't realise that was on. Yeah, it's Scotland v Wales. It was brilliant. Oh, was that on at the same time as the Brits? No, it was on. Oh, for God's sake, Debbie. It was on earlier in the day, but not that much. Well, I would have probably been at work by the time it finished. Anyway, so that's what I'm I'm just going to finish on that for the time being until I remember anything else I may not have watched uh, this week. And Ben Shubler, uh, have you been watching anything apart from um, commentating on football matches and stuff? Um, Well, I've not actually. I don't know where you get the time to watch all that. I've (laughs) I've been so hectic this week. Dinner time. Uh, So starting from last Sunday, where I couldn't do the podcast because I think I was interviewing somebody. Um, Yeah, I was. Um, So Sunday, we went and watched a couple of episodes of The Carners, which I still absolutely love. And I've always had a a really bizarre crush on Darlene. I, yeah, just does it for me. Uh, it's the way that she's so angry. And I think we'd just get on brilliantly shouting at each other the whole time. Um, so we watched a couple of episodes of that. Uh, Monday, I was watching football. And then I don't think we watched anything with the wife. Tuesday, I was out commentating on football. Uh, Farnborough v. Porchester. Farnborough 8, Porchester Mill. That was a good match to commentate on. Um, Wednesday night, watched Man United be Leeds 2-2. Not so great. Uh, Thursday night, I was in a queue at the XL in London, waiting to de-rig our stand at Ice Exhibition for six hours. A queue Uh, for six hours? Yeah, we didn't move for six flipping (laughs) hours. Wow. Uh, Thanks, Deb. Yeah, wow, indeed. <laughs> um, that's not what me and my mate Dave were no, saying. No, no, I, I kept it clean for the podcast. But <laughs> hold on, I'm just gonna. So it wasn't quite the queue Sorry. for the few the for the Queen's funeral then. It was just six hours, was it? <laughs> <laughs> just the six hours, mate. Yeah. Luck- went in front of him. Luckily, we were sat in a van, so we had all the uh, all the, uh, the the fanciful stuff that comes in a work van. Which so is, you, d- you didn't uh, uh, pull a Holly and Phil then. Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, did you no, just no, beg your pardon? No, I did. What that, it sorry. was, right, it was because they had let all of the juggernauts, the HGVs, up into the car park before they let the vans into the car park. And obviously you can fit three vans into the space of a juggernaut. And the juggernauts take an hour and a half to load. The vans take 20 minutes. 
And so we were just sat outside, not moving for hours. And it was really bad because I was really hungry by about five o'clock. And I looked at my phone and I thought, oh, I could do some Deliveroo, just get, just get someone to bring me something from the local Mackie D's, which was a mile away, on that little bike into the queue. Thank you very much. And that was five o'clock. And I thought, I better not, just in case we get moving. And then we finally got into the car park at eight o'clock. Rigged, de-rigged by nine. And then uh, back base by 11, home by 11.30. So by that point, I didn't watch anything. Uh, but on Friday nights, I watched uh, the Premier League darts, which was very good this week. Mm. Uh, going price one. Oh, spoilers. And uh, that was Friday. Saturday, watched Man uh, Sorry, watched, uh, yeah, no, Farnborough versus, who did we play yesterday? Chesant, another, a 3-0 victory. Uh, that was rather pleasing. Uh, yesterday night, what did we, oh, Michael McIntyre. Oh, that's the other thing show. we watched. The Michael McIntyre's big night. Oh, yeah. What Friday night we watched Death in Paradise. And when I go in after we've done this podgram, uh, we are going to watch... Uh, Television. Dragon, Dragon's Den. Oh, I haven't watched that this week, but I love that program so much. And I'm currently watching the Seniors Darts, which was good until Phil Taylor got knocked out. What's the previous thing you said that... Um, Part before you said about Dragon's Den, what's the previous thing you said? Death in Paradise. No, and I gushed. I said, eh, "I'll be watching that," and I can't remember what it was. Damn. Apprentice. Pardon? Apprentice. No, no Debbie. Uh, he doesn't Debbie. watch The Apprentice. All right. No, it's what Ben had been watching. <laughs> and <laughs> how, how dare you say I like The Apprentice? That's what Ben's been watching, and I, I, I said, "Oh, yes, I've been watching that." Uh, I think it's bloody awful. Bloody memory of a uh, goldfish. So, choose, uh, Michael McIntyre. That's what that's you got. Yes, uh, Michael, uh, yes, fab program. That is really good. Yeah, it is. Um, I think it's very deceptive on telly. However, um, it must take hours yes. to film. Well, especially the 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 um, you know the star of the show thingy. They must have quite a lot of time to rehearse that because it's quite a, the woman who did it this week was incredible. Really? I don't yeah. think I've ever seen anyone who I thought they were incredible. Most of the time, I think she was Pops great. The one, the one that, um, the one they had in. Um, no, I don't buy into all in this. The, oh, the cake. She came out the cake. That one. She no, she was. Uh, no, she was great. Me and Isabella was... said she was. She was great. And that we're going to stick with that one. She was passable. <laughs> at best. Better than They're I could not... do. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, yeah, generally it's quite good. And obviously the Midnight Game Show is oh, just I love a fantastic that. idea. I could see you hosting that. I'd love to do something like that. <laughs> what a brilliant show that would be to do. I could make a series out of it. You'd really soft loads of celebrities. They'd never let you in the house again. <laughs> right, then. Well, thank you very much. Is that it, Ben? Sorry. Yes. Uh, football, a little bit of cricket, uh, a little bit of snooker, a little bit of darts. That was me done. Thank you. Debbie, uh, do you want a theme tune? No, I don't need a theme tune. Good, because I haven't got one. <laughs> I know. Debbie Pearson. Debbie Pearson. Debbie Pearson. Oh, God. Debbie Melrose Place, what have you been watching? I want to know what you've been watching because my eyes need to hear what you're saying and which books you've been looking at or playing. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I've been being very boring this week and watching things like Great British Menu and Digging for Britain. Great British Menu. Oh, I love that program. Is celebrating 65 years of Paddington by doing their menu is is got to be inspired by artworks and um, animation. And and you know who invented Paddington? Yeah, Michael Bond. Who made the first Paddington? Michael Bond. Michael Bond. No, who actually made the first one? No idea. (laughs) 
Jeremy Clarkson's mum. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know really? that. Really? Or was that was that another bear? I can't remember. Come <laughs> <laughs> Bennett. Yeah, I might have incorrectly factualised you there, Debbie. <laughs> digging for Britain's been brilliant. Always is. It is. I love how they filmed that over the summer. I need to watch series three, four, and five. Oh, three and four, because like, they, they've skipped series when you try and um, get it on... Uh, um, what's that program? One of the Sky Fat channels. They, go, they do series one and two, and then you've got five, they six, skipped. seven, and eight. Well, we've been catching up with Sandman as well, and because um, Tom hasn't seen all of it yet. And um, what else? He he stopped watching um, Stranger Things. He just didn't get into it. I'm really upset because I thought, oh, there's something we can watch together. Uh, no, that's a shame. Not anymore. Just good though. And I watched a really interesting documentary on um, Netflix called Fire in Paradise about one uh, an island going up um, off of New Zealand, and the the evacuation process is like it literally takes two hours to get there by boat, twenty minutes by air. And the evacuation and the it's, it's quite a distraught program, but it was very fascinating as well about how they did it. Um, lots I've been oh my goodness me, Isla's been on quite a tip with the um, watching Disney and Pixar. Hmm. We have I think just today alone we watched uh, well she had on Turning Red, um, things like Descendants has gone on and. Uh, we've watched a bit more Mandalorian because we're re-watching that because obviously the new what new season's coming in March. Um, what else have we been doing? I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, but again, sort of repeating the Doctor Who ones that I have. So I've been listening to At Childhood's End again because I just love it. I keep going back to it. Sophie Aldred reads that beautifully. And then Tom Baker reading Brain of Morbius. That just They just seem to be the two that I seem to just sort of go, oh, I'm going to listen to something that's not music, but something that I don't have to pay stupid attention to because I know it by heart. So, you know, it's that sort of thing. Um, but other than that, it has been an awful lot of Disney. Mm. And, you know, try in, interspaced with lessons for Isla. But she's got half term this week, so I'm going to try and get her into a couple of uh, more grown-up series. I think she's ready for Stranger Things. And... Mm-hmm. Um, Yes. She, she's ready. She's ready for a season. I mean, she loved Wednesday, and yeah. that opens up a lot of things that I thought mm, maybe she wouldn't do well with. And now I'm like, actually, she loved that. So you know, okay. people's necks skewed, with broken bones sticking out, that sort of thing. You know, it's like if she can yeah. handle that, she can handle anything. Well, she can but handle still, exploding rats. Well, she fine. won't study history because she's terrified of the "Are you my mummy?" and she's worried that any time I mention history, I'm going to make her look at someone with a gas mask. I know I've mentioned it before. It is still a big bugbear because I'm trying to teach about 1066, and there were no uh, yeah. masks then. You know? But there's a lot of history that doesn't involve gas masks. Exactly. <laughs> there's, there's an awful lot. I tell you what, I've, I've heard that they were actually years before zero. Yeah. No, we we basically, you know, I'm basically just hitting with the um, Tudors. We're just going to go with that. So uh, we'll see what happens then. But I've guaranteed and promised her that there are no gas masks. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that, here comes a bit of creative art. <laughs> yeah. I've been reading an awful lot. I've, I've got about six books on the go at the moment. That's not the Ooh, most I, I usually manage have, one at a time. I'm still reading my way through Hilary Mansell. got a couple of Stephen Kings on the go. I'm reading my Jodie Taylors because I'm at a convention in June to hopefully meet her and I'm looking for any good recommendations for Jasper Ford because I don't know any of his works and I'm not sure I'm going to be into his stuff so if anybody's got any recommendations that'd be great because I'm going to be meeting him in June. Cool well thank you Debbie talking about books um, I last time I probably spoke about 
and I'm, I'm going to call it reading, even though it's an audio book, because I am taking in the the content of the book. And I, is that all right, Deb? Because I, I, I know it can be called, called sacrilege uh, calling audio books. But <laughs> I'm still. No, as far as I'm concerned, an audio book is still a book. Okay, right. So I'll, I'll finish the um the, the David Starkey book of, of the. Uh, British English, sorry, English Monarchs, which is a fantastic book. I'd, I'll probably it doesn't go matter read. how you read it, so long as you read a book and it I'll counts. Have it, I'll have to reread it because it's that good. Um, so, last week I read, I'm going to say read, I feel guilty about saying this, but I read Alex yes. uh, Scott's autobiography. And uh, I thought I was going to find it really boring, but it's not. She, uh, she reads it herself, which does, and, and what I found particularly poignant, because a lot of the books I read are, like the like the Roy Keane book is not actually read out by Roy Keane. It's uh it's somebody else speaking in an Irish accent. You know, but but it does a good job. Um but Alex Scott reads her book herself. They're probably um, Irish. Pardon? They're probably Irish. Well yeah. Yes they are. Which is why they don't sound like Roy Keane though. Um anyway, so Alex Scott reads her book herself and she and it, I obviously I, she's an amazing woman and uh, I I've thoroughly enjoyed that book and I love the bits where when she's talking about things that upset her that because she's a woman i don't mean that derogatively but she got emotional and that did sort of lend a bit of sort of extra gravitas to to the story she was telling but she's she's incredible um it's an incredible That's book, it. incredible woman, and um, uh, she, she's uh, gone up in my estimations uh, for the fact that um, what she's achieved in her life, whether it be sports or whether it be in a, a current career, and I know you don't like her, Ben, but she has got a no, degree. No, I do And not. she went to university while she was playing football to get the degree she's got in media, and yes, she's had yeah. some open doors open That doesn't for her. make her a good presenter. I'm mate. not saying it does or doesn't, but I still think she's an amazing woman. And... Okay. The one I'm um, doing now is a book uh, called, yeah, bear with, <laughs> uh, uh, Ian Wright, A Life in Football, my autobiography. Um, is that, who's that I, by? Uh, a chap called Ian Wright. Um, I love Wrighty. Uh, I didn't like him when he was scoring goal against goals against us when he was playing. Well, I did like him, really. I just didn't like when he did actually score the goals against us. But he's a credible character and uh, an admirable man, and I, he should be Sir Ian Wright, in my view. Absolutely amazing ambassador for football, for for um, people of colour. He's I just love the bloke, so I'm really enjoying listening to his his story, which is basically so far about uh, a good way into the book is just a bit about his his love of Arsenal and his career at Arsenal. I think at some point he will move properly onto Crystal Palace and his you know that his days as a child before he when he was working and before he because he got into football quite late in his life i think he was 21 but became a professional footballer which is very late in current days uh yes yeah, so i thoroughly enjoying that and it's not ian reading the book himself like i say but it is somebody who does sound like him which is which does help as well so those are what are what i've been reading recently um, can i point out that i was right about something what? It was it. It was Jeremy Clarkson's mum who invented, uh, who made the first Paddington bear. That's incredible that you're right about that. I'm going to give you a ding. Wow. Well, I can accept that as a truth then. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Clarkson also agreed a royalties deal with Paddington bear creator Michael Bond, which covers 150 years of toy history. So, um, uh, does that mean Jeremy Clarkson gets royalties from Paddington bears? He might. Do. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's interesting. But anyway, yeah. So I was right about that. It was his. It was Shirley, Shirley Clarkson. Her wow. name was. 
hasn't mentioned that on his show, but that's, it may be a who wants to be a millionaire question one day. You never know. Wouldn't that be funny? And the it person has already blown the <laughs> ask the ask the host. Yes. <laughs> it's um, the million pound question. Yeah. And I think that's about it. I can't think of anything else. But I, I, yes, I, I do. I mean, it's nice to be able to pick out a book. I, I'd like to read Francis Bernali's autobiography. I've actually got He's the book itself. He's a really itself. lovely bloke. I know. I've really, I've already got the book signed by himself, his daughter, his wife. But um, the audio book's eighteen quid. Don't fancy paying eighteen quid for a book I've already got in paper format. But yeah, I, well, I've read got, I might How, hold on, here's an idea. Here's hmm? an idea. What? Read it. Yeah, well, if I'm going around the shop and uh, when I uh, work, which is when I do listen to the book, how am I supposed to do that? I'll just, uh, I'll just, I think they might spot me reading the book while I'm working. Yeah. But, <laughs> you're just sitting there. So, like... so what you've, so what you've got to do then yeah. is you've got to do it subtly. So if you're like stacking shelves, you put it on the shelf. And like you know, every time you bob up and down to put a bag of crisps down oh, or whatever, yeah, read a couple of lines, then go down, get a bag of crisps. How do I get the up, page open and the next right spot? And what's, oh, don't be so silly, right then? Because that means you can then listen to the indie rock disco radio whilst oh, you're reading the book and working. Brilliant pl- way of getting a plug in. I'm impressed. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So next week there won't be a show. Well, there will be. What I'm the filming hell? Now. Why not? What's going uh, because on? Uh, there's a Starlight show which, which I'm, that I'm filming during the day, so I will not be doing... Also, there'll be a show uh, I'm filming the previous day called The Right Strollers Panto, uh, so I'll be busy editing. Uh, the following week, uh, the 26th of February, there is a slight possibility that I might be able to go back to podcasting. Uh, we have a fancy con meeting the day before, um, but other than that, uh, it looks quite open. Uh, for the rest of the proceedings for quite a while and when we too come back we'll be talking about uh, a story called oh what's about the hotel what's it called deb i can't remember what's called i don't know everybody's called oh, it something bums. different <laughs> Hang on. let's see if anything's doctor who up. and the hotel doctor who and the weird no. hotel with the rooms that have nightmares in doctor no. who and the travel lodge from actually <laughs> no I'm just waiting. Anybody still watch? There's three people watching on the live feed. Hopefully, at some point, one of those listeners, viewers, whatever you want to call them, um, do, will do come up with Google? the title of next week's Doctor Who story. What be not next week? The next now. one after that. Finding Doctor. it now. Doctor Who series. What series is it? Series oh. six. Is it series six? Is it? The next eight. one is the God eight. Complex. The God Complex. That's <laughs> the one. That's the one that David Walliams is in. And it came out. Terry Miles came up with the God Complex just the same time you you did. Terry. Terry beat So uh, yeah, that's that's next time. Two weeks time. Um, I'm sure there was something else I was doing. Oh yes, I've got a party coming up, but I've got I've got to shoot. Uh, let's see if I can find the date of that. Kirby's not here, but anybody who um, wants to watch the live feed will probably want to know that on the 12th of March I can't do the show because what will be happening is I'm going to have to pop out of work and do this film and then go back to work again, uh, which will take me up to 6 p.m. at work, and then I'll have to have my dinner, and by then it'll be too late to do the podcast. And you'll be so there won't be anything than normal. So you know, yeah, the 12th of March, but. After that, until even even the day of Heroes Con, I'll be able to. Are you going to Heroes Con, Deb? I'm going to try to, yeah. Good girl, you might be to come up with me. I've got the day off for it. Lovely, that's oh, a date. Uh, Guess what I was asked five to do pounds. Today. What? Here's an exclusive for you. 
which I'm probably not allowed to reveal yet, but sod it, I'm allowed to because I'm me. Um, I was asked to host the end of season awards at the football club. Which, which football club? What, Farnborough? <laughs> but, yeah. Famous no, Rather fab. No, Man United. No. Never mind. But, yeah, so that's cool. But, anyway, so I was pleased about that. Yeah. Nice to be recognised for being brilliant at last. <laughs> we recognise it every week. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say, because, you know, obviously I do this genealogy thing, and I, I love doing people's family trees and stuff and whatnot, and I have found in doing people's family trees how they're related to me to sometimes. Mine. I'd love to, Debbie. Um, I've, I've done my son-in-law's one, and it turns out that um, my son-in-law and uh, uh, I think we're about 11th cousins or something stupid. Um, so that was quite nice. And... Uh, be hilarious if we found out we were related somehow. <laughs> Who did? Sorry. It would be hilarious if we were related. Well, depends, so. It's quite possible to go back enough generations to find the actual links, but it's quite a good fun. Um, so, if anybody wants or wouldn't mind me doing uh, their their family trees and stuff, uh, I'm not going to charge for it because I just love doing it. Um, I'm quite happy to do that. And um, what's the other thing I was going to say? Oh yes, um, I found out I'd already had Clint Eastwood in my family tree from him being descended from Edward, uh, sorry, Henry III, which is quite a long way back. But I, um, and then I accidentally, and I don't know how this happened, I think it's because I was watching a series on Prime called um, uh, Finding Your Roots. Uh, it's a really good program. Just they, a bit like Who Do You Think You Are? They do this chap sort of finds out oh i thought it was about the bloke who invented reggae reggae sauce no no anyway without finding levi roots obviously they had this this they were talking about someone who then oh this is your cousin it was clint eastwood and i thought well i already knew this person was on my list of relatives and then they were tracing their family tree back to this chap called captain john hall who's one of my who's uh, like a first cousin 11 times removed. That means, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, it turns out that Clint Eastwood, who I thought was my 19th cousin, is my 11th cousin, which is considerably closer than 19th. Um, and and Glenn Close. Oh. To get a restraining order. <laughs> and Glenn Close. And that's uh, always down my mother's side for some reason that all these things seem to be occurring. But, uh, but it, it is good fun, uh, genealogy. It's also finding still... When, you find an ancestor that has a story that has been documented within, you know, within either ancestry or online, and there's quite a few of those. And even the my my wife's ancestor, her her grandmother married a bloke who was involved in a sort of murder in, in, on the Isle of Wight somewhere, just well at the beginning of World War One. And it, the story is fascinating. Um, and that's not that long ago, not related to me, obviously, but the fact that there's a story there I find quite fascinating. It brings things to life. When you find things in uh, the history books, like my great-grandfather, who whose name was John Hall, it's a different John Hall, by the way, <laughs> whose name was John Hall, wasn't. when you see the dates, when it says he was born in 1861 and his dad married his mum in 1863, and then find that he wasn't actually the father biological father of this chap this William Hall and then you look into it a bit deeper and find that um, she was knocked up by this Irish bloke on the farm who was on who's actually lodging at the next farm and that explains why there's so many Edies in my DNA thingy oh, hold on a minute that's me phone I'll be back you've been saved by your phone that's just an example of the interesting stories you can find from doing a little bit of dabbling in, in uh, family history 
But anyway, just so I'll say. I did sort of elaborate on that, but it is quite interesting, isn't it, Deb? It is very interesting. Mm. Oh, brilliant attempt at fat sounding on. Um, no, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, it'll be the Heroes Con in a few weeks' time. Looking forward to that. Um, we've got, we're hoping to go to Portsmouth Comic Con. I'm getting a phone call from a chat from Portsmouth Comic Con in regards to the podcast, so you might want to come on and talk about it. We might have to keep Fantasy Con a bit hush, 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 because when he, when he, he might not like the fact that I'm sort of talking about going up there and not we he, we can't set up a, a promo there because it's a two day event and we can we could only go on the Sunday, but. Um, I just don't know how you might take the fact that I run a convention myself, you know. But you'll see how it goes. But I'm, I'm expecting a call from him, uh, hoping to go to Portsmouth Comic Con just to sort of have a, day, a, a local con. There's one in Southampton coming up very soon, apparently. Yeah, that well, comes so. very quietly, and then everyone goes, you're coming over? I'm like, over to what? What, the Southampton <laughs> one? Yeah, the Southampton one. Yeah. Are you going to it? No, because no, I, no. I never remember it's on until somebody uh, texts me the day of and goes, are you coming? I'm like, coming to what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's about it then. Um, done rather well, really. It's only an hour and 40. So that's pretty good going. Uh, Kirby will expect this show to be an hour shorter than it actually is, but at least we were able to talk about stuff and uh, not get interrupted and stuff. Ooh, I've got a vibration on my phone. That's me giving you some family. Oh, good girl. How, how far? <laughs> if you can get it. I actually put my, date, my own date of birth on What there, I should so have said, Debbie, if you can get it back to 1920, that, that's where I, I can start clawing into the, the um, I've got you back, censuses. I've, got, I've, got my, I've given you my grandparents, so that should get you back to about there. Okay, I'll go, I'll, we'll give it a go. And, um, so it'll probably end up with me asking you questions and stuff. My father uh, is 75 this year, so that was easier to get his birth year. Okay. <laughs> Good fun. So, did I say we're on next week? Yeah, we're on next no, week. We're on we? next week. You said you're busy, so we'll see you the week after. Oh, yeah, I'm not on. Oh, we are? No, I'm not on next week. Cause not we, on yeah, next on the week, 26th. we are the week after. Yeah, that's right. So, thanks, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening, watching, taking part in the show. Sorry about the bits I forgot to mention. I'll try to remember next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ricky. <laughs>
20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk, lavazi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.